quick this morning with a big smile on my face. Cause I dreamed last night my Jaguars clawed their way through the AFC to first place. I got every single jersey, I watch every single game. I got a shiny season ticket now, so everybody at the stadium knows my name. Cause I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win, 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 win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win, 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 win. I'm a Jags fan and all I want to do is win. Let's talk. <laughs> Hi, this is Andre Motri with the JJC Podcast. And what a week it's been for the Jaguars. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the free agent signings and the beloved players that have taken their talents to other places. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get started with this. Usually I try not to jump directly into it, but I don't want to take up too much of your time today. We're going to start with Trent Bulky. Trent Bulky, once again, so far, so good. He's a man of his words. He said, And he stated that the Jaguars would be aggressive in free agency. And guess what they were? Aggressive. Be, be aggressive. 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 Be, be aggressive. They were. They signed uh, seven people. And quite frankly... I like every one of their signings. Last year, they were a three-win ball club. The signings that they did at least boost them up to six wins. I think Doug Peterson could get six wins out of this roster. I think he can. And this is excluding the draft, which is coming up, and we have the number one pick. But, and I mean this is a big but. A big old butt. He has to hit on these draft choices. The Jaguars need to hit on these draft choices because the past decade has not been friendly to the Jaguars in drafting. You cannot build a roster off free agents. They are supposed to add to your roster. Your main, your staples are supposed to be the players you have drafted. Do anybody remember 2017? Yeah. The free agents that we had took us to the AFC Championship game, but the players that we drafted needed to take us over the top and were unable to. This free agents period, this is... This is a pretty good free agent class. 
And I think every last one of these free agents will make an impact on this roster. And I want to start, <laughs> I was going to start with all the free agents, but I want to start with the guys that are leaving us. Cleveland has signed our hero. <laughs> I remember when I said, oh, he took Calais Campbell number. He, he better get 10 sacks. And for like two weeks, I thought, oh, he, he's, he's getting consistently good. And then he became a rotational player. And now he will be a rotational player, our hero, the man with the plan, the one, I'll never forget this about Taven Bryant. He got drafted. He got drafted. I believe it's on TMZ. This shit had me rolling. TMZ asked Taven Bryant's dad. So, would I think they asked Taven Bryant. So, what are you going to do with your money? And he said, yeah, I'm going to buy my parents a house. And his dad looked at him like, no, you're not. You don't know how long you're going to be in the league. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that was a little truth there. That was truth. And then you see at the end of his Jaguars tenure, it looked like I didn't think he would get another job. He just wasn't that good. But last year, he showed enough that somebody in the NFL said, you know what, let's make him a rotational player. Hello, Cleveland Browns, you made him a rotational player. Congratulations. You signed our hero, Taven Bryant. What would the Jaguars do without Taven Bryant? You know what we're going to do? Get better. <laughs> Get better. Go ahead. Go ahead in Cleveland and do Taven Bryant shit. Also want to give AJ Can. Thank you for your time in Jacksonville. You were a serviceable player. Don't have no issues with you. You were right guard. You played positions on the line. You did a you did a pretty good job. But your replacement is way better light years better and hopefully oh well actually <laughs> you'll see our free agents next year because you're going to Houston I hope you suck there because you went to Houston and you get all the money from them all of their money and you suck sorry and another guy, now this hurt my heart. This hurt my heart because Miles Jack was not down. We all saw it. We all saw that championship game. We all saw that that was the touchdown that put us in the Super Bowl that quite honestly could have changed the trajectory to a whole bunch of careers because... We would have beat Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl. I know Philly fans are like, wait a minute. We rolling with you Jag fans because you hired Doug Peterson. But now you're going too damn far. You're going too damn far. No, I'm not. Let's be real. We would have fucked Nick Foles up. Nick Foles wouldn't have stood a chance. Our secondary would have made Nick Foles look like a third stringer. You know you guys won because they did the Philly special. 
New England's defense is, was not better than ours that season, and we got a whole bunch of takeaways. We would have beat the shit out of Philly. Yes, I said beat the shit out of Philly. Sorry to all my listeners that are Philadelphia fans, because that's the truth. <laughs> Dougie P would not have a Super Bowl if Jacksonville made the Super Bowl. I, I've just... I felt like we would have had a Seattle Seahawks versus Denver Broncos type of game. Sorry. But Miles Jack signs with the Steelers. <laughs> he signs with the Steelers. And quite honestly, after we signed Foyer, I thought, okay, Foyer with Miles Jack, yes. And then Miles Jack was let go. Miles Jack. Played all over the place for us. I felt like due to our inconsistency as an organization, I felt like Miles Jack was never able to be settled with us. Very good linebacker, though. He's a very good linebacker. I just felt like we didn't bring out the best in Miles Jack. And Trent Bogey did a good job. He just released him. I mean, last year, Miles Jack had a terrible season. I wouldn't say terrible. Let me not say terrible. But I would say that he had an underwhelming season. It wasn't like the previous season where he was all over the field making plays. Miles Jack last year just tackled. And we got Foyer who tackles better. <laughs> and then I want to end with this guy. And this guy was my heart, yo. This guy, I love this guy. He was a pro bowler with us. And he took a one-year deal to sign with the fucking Detroit Lions, and that is DJ Chark. I kind of wanted to see him back with us. I really did. I thought that he would have done a good job being here for another year on a prove-it deal. But Trent Bulky said, uh-uh, I don't want that weak shit. And I will be honest with you, DJ Chark had moments where he was on some weak shit. Like, he wouldn't go up and grab the ball. He would let the defender just break it up. You know, he wouldn't use his frame to catch the ball sometimes. But he was a good down-the-field threat. Chark will be fine. I hope and wish success for Chark. Um, he signs a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions need weapons. We saw, well, I watched Detroit last year. I watched some games from Detroit. They had no offensive identity for Jared Goff. And then once they somewhat got a little bit of identity, it was towards the end of the season, and they kept throwing to St. Brown. And that's when they were like, hold up. We found somebody that can do something on offense, let's keep feeding their ass. And that's what they did. I want to wish the guys that have left, the guys that have signed somewhere else, good luck. Except AJ can because we got to play him. I think we might have to play another one of these. But anywho, I want to get into the free agents that we've signed. Trent Baalke's first offseason, 
and he does this. I'm going to start with the defense, and I'm going to start with Foley Fatusaki. I believe I got his last name correct, and if I do, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. I like this signing. Played with the Jets. In 2019, Pro Football Focus graded him the fifth against the run and the 10th best interior defensive lineman in the NFL. The Jaguars have had issues last year. They had a lot of issues last year. And one game in particular that sticks out to me when I think about run defense is the second half of the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. When they added that extra offensive line, it was like Swiss cheese for the fucking Jags defense. And it was annoying. They stuffed the ball down our throat. And another game that sticks out, another one, another one. The New England Patriots game. It was it was straight line them up. You're not going to stop this. And we had no answer for it. Foley will help in that category. He is also one of eight players with 15 plus run stuffs last year. The Jaguars were 24th. And stopping the run. The problem is Foley's best season in 2019 was with 3-4 defense. With Greg Williams with the Jets. He played in a 3-4. I'm curious of how the defense will be for the staff. I'm curious about it. But I like this addition. I give this move a B. I think he's going to be a solid player. I think he's really going to help us with the run last year for the Jets. He was the second best player on the defensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, outside of Quinton Williams. I like this addition. I think he can help our defense. And we do need linemen. We need linemen. And last year... The Colts game proved that if we can get pressure on the quarterback, the defense will be fine. Good decision, Trent Bulky. Let's go to the next guy. Foye Olukin. I believe I got that right. Fuck yeah. I did get that right. 192 tackles last year. Seventh most in NFL history. When we signed him, I immediately thought something is going to happen to Miles Jack, and it did. He's a better version of Miles Jack, um, and he is a inside linebacker. He also played in a three-four base defense, but he's a solid tackler. His coverage needs work, but he was a safety in college. So he's he, he has a little bit of that instinct, which could work. And that's why he was highly successful last year. I have no problems with this signing. I think this was a great signing. I give this a, I give this a solid B as well. I really am curious of how 
they're going to work the linebacking core. I wasn't the biggest fan of our linebacking core, but I do know Dylan Moses is coming back off of injury. They let him recoup, let him recover. I want to see how he comes into the fold and who they will draft. I'm curious. We're going to go to the third. The third. The hometown boy. The hometown hero. Darius Jones. 2020, he had a great year. Career high in interceptions. One thing I like about Darius Jones, play him in the slot. I like Tyson Campbell playing on the outside. Keep Tyson Campbell on the outside. This is a great addition to the slot corner position. I love him tackling in space. He does a great job tackling in space. And he is a huge upgrade for us in the slot. I am appreciative of the re-signing of Trey Hurton. I like that. Keep the depth. Trey Hearn can play. I mean, I don't want him out there starting every game, but he's a solid spot starter. He can do a spot start. He's pretty good at that. For that move, I give them a B plus plus, almost an A minus, but I gave him a B plus. Now, I want to go to the offense. The offense. And this is where I like the upgrades. These upgrades, this instantly makes our offense better. And if Trevor Lawrence is the franchise quarterback that we believe he is, he's going to be able to work with the weapons that he has on offense. He should be able to. There's like no type of. Trent Bulky said, I'm getting you weapons. And I like the fact that he went and got who he wanted, regardless of what people may say. He's this. I'm going to start with Brandon Sheriff. What a replacement for AJ can. He basically replaced AJ can beautifully. Although. <laughs> although Andrew Norwell. He signed with them. So they kind of swapped linemen in a sense. It was like, you know what? You take Brandon Sheriff. We'll take Andrew Norwell. He was tagged twice. Brandon Sheriff was tagged twice. And due to injuries, because he's missed 22 games the past four seasons. And even though he's missed games, he made the All-Pro in 2020. 2016, though, was the last full season he played, and that's my biggest concern with him. He's an elite guard. He's very consistent. He's made five Pro Bowls, so he, he's he been consistent all of his career. You're not, you're not getting a guy that made his first Pro Bowl and you don't really know. This guy is a leader. He is going to improve the offensive line twofold. But the one thing I like that Brandon Sheriff and a number of these free agents stated, they talked to players about Doug Peterson and they liked what other players said about Doug Peterson. That's huge. And I put that back on the Jaguars organization. You need a grown up. You need a guy that will come into the organization 
and change it. Doug Peterson will change it. He's a player's coach. Players love him. Brandon Sheriff said, I talked to players that I know about Doug Peterson has played on his played on his team. And they tell me great things about him. And I want to play for a man like that. Your reputation means a lot. You should protect it. Doug Peterson has a great reputation. There you go. That's the only concern I have about Brandon Sheriff. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, this offensive line, this is a huge upgrade for the whole entire offensive line. They tagged Cam Robinson. I don't believe Cam Robinson was that bad last year. I think he's going to be better. The left guard spot is open for somebody to take it. Not to mention a re-sign Will Richardson, which I like because it keeps the death. Will Richardson would do well. And his spot starts. He does well in spot starts. Walker Little is the wild card in all of this. And would, I would not be surprised if they decided to put Walker Little at left guard to try him out. In my opinion, left guard and right tackle need to you, right tackle needs to be replaced. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm on that. Jawan Taylor needs to be replaced. But. Walker Little is going to get some playing time next year. He's young and he's talented. Now, some people will say, oh, if Walker Little doesn't start next year, we got to be tending towards bus. Nah, nah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. He honestly hasn't played enough football, but he's very talented. Give him time to mature and we'll see. Walker Little will be fine. Brandon Sheriff, this was an A-plus decision. Hands down. We needed somebody on the offensive line. Brandon Sheriff is better than A.J. Can and Andrew Norwell combined. <laughs> he made a great decision here. And he got him cheaper than his tags. Washington loves paying players on tags. And these players bet on themselves and win every single time. Kirk Cousins, Brandon Sheriff. Now we're going to go into receivers. Christian Kirk. I'm going to dub this one potential. Because this has the potential to be a good signing. They say, oh, you overpaid. If you watched my last podcast episode, I talked about how we could do justice with a player like Christian Kirk or Marquez Vanless Scantlin. I wanted either or those players, a deep down the field threat that can catch the ball. Christian Kirk, I watched his, his introduction. Trevor Lawrence was a big reason why he came. And also Doug Peterson. I love it. Now, Hopkins was hurt. He was hurt last year. And when he was hurt, these were the stats for Christian Kirk. He had 30 catches, 344 yards, 12 yards a catch. The highest yards per catch on the team last year was Laquan Treadwell, who has not been re-signed. And I would want him on our team ASAP. I am rooting for Laquan. I'm, I'm rooting for him. 
He was our highest yards per catch last year with 13.2, and he didn't even play the whole season. The only player to play the whole season was Marvin Jones, and he had 11 for, I mean, 11.4 yards a catch. Christian Kirk gives us versatility. He's played. He plays in the slot. He played there. He can play the two. He can play on the outside. He can play the slot. Doug Peterson in his offense already stated that he's going to move all his receivers around. That gives Christian Kirk an advantage. Trevor Lawrence, if he's the franchise quarterback that we believe he is, he can elevate his players. I've watched some of the balls that Trevor Lawrence throws. He will be able to do so. He will be able to do so. He's got a run game. Don't mess with the run game. He has one. They may add another running back in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised, but... Christian Kirk, this signing is an A+. For the fact that we really need receivers, Christian Kirk was better than all of our receivers last year, maybe with the exception of Marvin Jones, and I would say he was better than Marvin Jones. Next one, Zay Jones. Zay Jones, now... I watched this introductory, <laughs> and the first thing that stood out was his hair. I'm like, holy shit, is that really his hair? I, I, I swear you not, I thought it was a wig. I thought it was a wig. Christian Kirk, by the way, is 25. Zay Jones is 26. So these players are young. They are young. But I love his response. I love Zay Jones' response. When they asked him, what drove you to Jacksonville? He said, my heart. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I love it. I I I feel like he's going to be a cool personality. I'm, I'm, I want to watch his interviews when they interview him. He also talked about, he talked to players about Doug Peterson. Another guy that talked to players about Doug Peterson, reputation. He's a players coach. Players talk. They communicate. It's like any other business. Zay Jones was like, okay, I got all these options. Let me call such and such. Let me see what he say because he played with him. Oh, man, you're going to love him. He does this. He give ice cream, man. He's a player's coach, this, that, and the third. You want to play with the best organization to utilize your talents. It's no different than when we are working in America or working around the world. No different when you're working around the world. You want your talents utilized. You want to develop your skills, and you want to be recognized. And you want to contribute to a winning team. Zay Jones has the opportunity to do so. I like that he said my heart. I like a guy that has his heart in it. He also is going to be a great number three option. And he's going to be good competition for LaVisca Chanel, who had a disappointing season. 
It happens. With this decision here, I am curious of how LaVisca Chenault will be used because I, I'm thinking they could also use him at running back, use him as a decoy, use him in a Debo Samuels type of way because Zay Jones can fly. He ran a 4-4-5 four, four, at the Combine. Now, the combine speed and on-field speed is a little different, but that's his speed. That is his speed. That gives Trevor Lawrence another fast target, and it also gives a guy last year that had to play multiple roles last year. He played on the outside. He played on the inside last year. Zay Jones was moved around, and he had to deal with adjustments. Henry Ruggs was let go week six. Because of the car incident, the car accident. After Ruggs was let go, Zay Jones had to find himself within the offense. Three catches. Three. From Thanksgiving to the playoffs, he didn't have any touchdowns. But he had 38 catches for 369 yards. Including a 120 game. In December. Once the Raiders decided to use Zay Jones. He was effective. Doug Peterson will use Zay Jones. This was a great sign. And I give this a B minus. Only because I really thought LaVisca. Would have that role. But now I'm curious to see where LaVisca will fit into this. Also, there's been rumors and reports that LaVisca Chenault could be traded. I hope that's not the case. Because again, I want to see our draft picks win on this team. I am sick and tired of our draft picks not being able to win. It's annoying. It's hard to get behind the draft choices. When you don't know if they're going to be there in two years or three years. That's why I'm a big component of. I don't like to judge or grade the draft until like a couple years from now. So we can honestly see how the draft went. And I'm going to go to the last guy that they signed as a free agent. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram signed a one-year, $9 million deal. Now, a lot of people said, Trent Baalke, what the hell are you doing? This guy is hurt. What are you doing? This is the low-risk, high-reward signing. And here's why. I do like the fact that Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram researched. He said Doug Peters' development of the tight end is why and a huge reason why he signed here. A couple podcast episodes ago, I stated Dan Arnold is going to thrive in this offense because Doug Peterson knows how to utilize his tight end. 
And now he's got two of them. And you know Doug Peterson will use both of his tight ends. I also shout out to YouTube. The man said he watched highlights on YouTube of how Doug Peterson used his tight ends. I call this the low risk, high reward. When healthy, 262 catches, 2,828 yards, 16 touchdowns. The problem I have with Evan Ingram is health and hands. He was tied with LaVisca Chenault and drops. That has to change. That has to change. Can't have that. But I do like the fact that he's a he's a pass catcher. And he can run. He ran a 4-4-2 at the combine. You can use him out in the slot. I, you can use him as a receiver. And he's a big target. And he's fast. More speed for a guy... And Trevor Lawrence, that if you believe that he's your franchise quarterback, that he should get it done with a guy like this. Also, Dan Arnold ran a four six, so he ain't that he ain't that slow. Dan Arnold got speed himself. Also, you can use Evan Ingram sparingly. You can use him in key situations where he's allowed to be healthy. Giving Trevor Lawrence another weapon to throw to. This offense is way better than last year. We're not throwing to Tavon Austin. When the injuries came, when that injury bug hit the Jaguars, fans, how did you feel? You felt hopeless. If Christian Kirk gets hurt, I'm confident in Zay Jones, and I'm confident enough that LaVisca Chenault could step in if he's still here on the team. And I still believe that they're going to draft a wide receiver in this draft. Probably third through six that they are going to draft a receiver. I still believe they're going to draft a receiver. The Evan Ingram signing, I'm going to give a B plus. I think this move and decision could help because for a young quarterback tight ends are their best friends and Evan Ingram is a fast athletic tight end that can stretch the field and imagine the two tight end sets Evan Ingram and then you got Dan Arnold you better be careful you better be careful that's all I gotta say and Look at the teams. I want you to look at the teams in the AFC South. Who's upgraded more? The Jaguars have. The Jaguars have upgraded more than any other team in AFC South. Houston Texans is about to get rid of Deshaun Watson. The Colts, due to losing to the Jaguars, got rid of their franchise quarterback. They're on trying to sign Jameis Winston. And they signed Yannick Ndakwe. Have fun with that. 
They should know. And let's take a look at the Titans. They just got rid of their receiver, Julio Jones, the guy that was supposed to take them over the top. They got rid of him. It's starting to look like we could get a couple more wins in this division. I have a philosophy. Once you start beating a division, you're ready. They need to start winning in the division. That is it for this episode. Actually, no, I want to talk about... (laughs) I forgot all about this. The moves from the AFC West piss me off because we play the AFC West on this schedule. (laughs) Like, really, the Jags are going to have a hard-ass time. We got to play the Chargers, who have whooped our ass. We got to play the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who have whooped our ass. We got to play the Oakland Raiders, who... um, Why I keep calling them Oakland? They're Los Angeles. No, no, no. They're Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders, who... I know why we call them Oakland, because the Jaguars own them in Oakland. The last game that they ever played in Oakland, Gardner Minshew is the legend. (laughs) But yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders. What the fuck we going to do against that offense? Shaquille Griffin, Tyson Campbell, and Darius Jones, have fun. Because you got, you, they, got, they got weapons. They have weapons. And not to mention the Chargers. I mean, seriously, that AFC West is about to be a dogfight. But outside of that, Jag fans... Who do you believe that we're going to beat in the regular season from the AFC West? Who do we have a chance against? Because my answer is, quite honestly, it's the 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 the, the Chargers. <laughs> because Chargers do dumb shit. They do dumb shit to lose. Last year they should have been in the playoffs, but their coach was way too aggressive. Way too aggressive. But that's the only one that I have. But anywho, I want to thank everyone that takes the time out of their day to listen to this podcast. When you get a chance, check out the website at www.jacksonvillejaguarscountry.com, hashtag Jags Country. Check us out on Facebook at Jaguars Country. Also, if you want to buy some merch, Check out the website at www.jjcpodcast.com. Hashtag Jack's Country. If you like the podcast, if you love the podcast, please give us a rating. Please rate us on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the hell you listen to. Give us a rating. Show us some love. Share the podcast with a friend. Talk shit about the podcast. But thank you, listeners. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast because I love you guys. I love you guys. And I I appreciate the fact that you take some time to listen to this. And some agree, some disagree. But that's the beauty of it. Have a good day. And remember, it's not over. We have the draft coming.